Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. All there is to say is, wow. I would say something worse than that, but uh, this is a family show. And by worse, I mean just language-wise. Unbelievable, unbelievable ending to the Ole Miss-Kentucky game. Wow, I'm still sitting here kind of in shock. The game just ended Ole Miss on consecutive possessions. Kentucky is driving deep at Ole Miss territory. Deep in Ole Miss territory. And they forced two Will Levis fumbles to seal the win. 22-19 to was the final score. Ole Miss wasn't perfect, not anywhere close, but they were the team that made fewer mistakes today. Kentucky uh, had kicking game woes and the two forced fumbles that you can absolutely credit Ole Miss's defense on. Don't get me wrong there. But a close, evenly matched football game, two teams with very contrasting styles. It was an entertaining as hell football game, and Ole Miss is the winner. Why? Because they made fewer mistakes. They were the ones that won the turnover battle They were the ones that forced the fumbles. They were the ones that blocked an extra point. Ole Miss did just enough today. Didn't play perfect, and we'll talk about that some maybe. If not today, definitely Monday. But, man, what a win that was. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I am Michael Borky. Uh, Wow. I mean, it's decompressing after watching a football game like that is, is hard to do. Wow, what an ending. I don't even know where to start other than uh, the ending. Uh, I mean, two phenomenal plays. Jared Ivey had the sack on Levis, the strip sack that ended the game for sure. But uh, A.J. Finley, Austin Keys forced the fumble on the previous possession. And, I mean, defense stepped up for Ole Miss today. They weren't perfect. They gave up a uh, – there There was a couple of situational things in the second half with um, – with how they lined up, like the long screen that got Kentucky down on that final possession where Ivy forced the fumble, um, didn't like Ole Miss's alignment there. I thought they were playing way too soft. At times, they gave up a lot of chunk plays on the ground. But by and large, I mean, look, if if I told you going into the game that Ole Miss was going to give up 19 points today, I think you all uh, would have taken it. Rodriguez is, is good for sure. Uh, But Kentucky ran for 108 net yards on 37 attempts. Now, nine for minus 19 were Levis and Sachs. But, I mean, Rodriguez had 19 carries for 72 yards, and he was their best player. So Ole Miss defensively largely kept Kentucky in check. Now, there again, there was a couple of things late in the second half that I didn't like. There were times where there was a big third down on that final drive where they gave up. I think it was the final drive or the one before it. Either way, where they only brought three on a third and long on an obvious passing situation and let Levis kind of sit in the pocket and, and distribute the football. I, I would have, in hindsight, and that's always 2020, liked to have seen them bring more pressure there. They did not, and Levis capitalized. But look, this is a good Kentucky team. It's a top 10 team for a reason. Mark Stoops' program is as respected uh, as it is for a reason. It's a well-coached football team. They play a style that kind of grinds you down and, and muddies the game a little bit. But Ole Miss defensively, when it mattered, made great plays. I thought DeAndre Prince uh, needs to be given an individual shout-out in coverage. 
Uh, he was great, made a couple of phenomenal plays in this game as well. Uh, so th- there were a few drives where they, they gave up chunk plays, and, and there are a couple of things coaching-wise that I think that they can fix, but that's the story, I, I think, of the game. I, not I think, I know of the game. Ole Miss gave up 19 points to the number seven team in college football with allegedly the number one overall pick at quarterback with their elite, supposedly running back, back for the first time this season, and they threw for 220, and they ran for 108, and Ole Miss forced two turnovers when they absolutely had to have them uh, on a day where offensively they sputtered. I mean, Ole Miss was driving at the end of the first half, and Dart had a, uh, we can call it a rookie interception, a, a bad decision there. We'll get to him in a second. I think he played well, well enough for sure. Uh, looks more and more comfortable. Um, but, you know, they, they didn't get much from their offense. They were on the field a lot. Uh, there was a bad punt in there where they had short field position, and they stepped up and made the plays, man. I mean, that's that, that's just what big time – that, that's what great teams do is they find ways to win. Kentucky was not perfect. Ole Miss was not perfect, but Ole Miss was better. Um, so that's where you have to start defensively. I mean, those uh, Ivy and, and Finley – which, by the way, if we're going to call that targeting, just put flags on the people. Uh, he sized up Levis and brought his body as low as he could, and then Levis dropped his head to initiate contact. If if that's going to be targeting Todd Blackledge, then, then cancel freaking football. I mean, come on. Um, but defensively, it wasn't – again, it wasn't perfect – but by God, they I mean, again, these numbers speak for themselves. 220 through the air, 108 on the ground. And they sacked Levis a few times as well. J- just an outstanding day for, from Ole Miss's defense, um, by and large, when they absolutely needed it. That is, it's such an important win for Ole Miss. Uh, winning this game, the crowd was incredible. The stripe out looked good for a first stripe out. I thought it looked good. You know, there was all this attention on fans and stuff going into this game, but big spot for you, top 10 team coming to your place, and your team responded and won a close, difficult football game. What a win. What a, what an outstanding, I mean, just a, an incredible game and a big-time win for Ole Miss, and now things are going to start getting really interesting for this football team moving forward. But when you look at their schedule now, I mean, they've they've got a couple of weeks where they're going to be heavy favorites before they go to Baton Rouge, and, and suddenly you've you've got something brewing here. That's why everybody pointed to this game was if you can beat Kentucky, you'll get sized up, and here Ole Miss is beating Kentucky when they didn't play. I don't think they played great offensively, and they still won the game. So – Really good stuff there. Huge win means uh, a lot to your program, means a lot for for a lot of reasons. You had a bunch of big-time recruits in town today, and it's validation. It's just validation for what you're doing right now, getting a top-10 win uh, like this. Um, woo, woo, that was. I, I know you guys had fun. That, that was fun to watch, and I'm sitting on a couch chasing a three-year-old around. I know you guys had fun if you were there. So, yeah, anyway, uh, my name, of, again, is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all same name, Michael Borky. Follow, like, subscribe there. Uh, if you don't subscribe to this podcast, please do. Uh, search Rebel Report wherever you get them. Subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. Again, for the Rebel 
report. And this podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are in the market for office technology and you are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, anywhere inside of this state, and you or your company are in the market for office technology, absms.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University. Um, enjoy yourself. Uh, enjoy yourself this weekend, but do it cooking, cooking with meat, and go get it at LB's. Just Again, just across from Kroger and University, it's the best place in this state to get your meat. They are huge supporters uh, of Ole Miss Athletics. Uh, when you go, tell Gregor the good people there I sent you, they will hook you up. That's LB's just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. So Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart was 15 of 29. There was a handful of drops in there as well. Now, for 213, he did have that one interception, a bad decision, uh, a rookie decision for sure. Uh, Lane Kiffin attributed that at the half uh, to, to him just being a young quarterback and said he played really well go up until that point, and, and I agree with that. I, I saw people doing the thing at halftime talking about, and, and some people, I, I, I don't think that this was the majority of fans. Actually, I know it's not because you guys are smarter than that, but people on Twitter – we're doing the whole when do you go to Altmeyer thing, and it, it, it's exhausting at, at this point. Um, I thought Dart was good. Not great because he's not great yet, but he was good enough today and continues to show progression. I mean, when you think about today for him in totality, that was the, the biggest game he's played in so far. That was the best team he's played against so far. And he did a lot of things well, made a couple of bad decisions. There was a deep ball that probably should have been picked off. Uh, but there was another deep ball that Malik Heath, I thought he caught it. And I, I guess the ground can cause a fumble out of bounds. But uh, Casey Kelly had a drop uh, in there. Watkins had a drop. Um, but when you consider the opponent and the stakes – both of which he has not seen yet in his very, very, very young college career, and how basically every snap was terrible, throwing the timing off of everything, he was good enough today. He took another step forward. He looked more comfortable in this offense. There are going to be growing pains because, of course, they are. But if you're critical of Jackson Dart's game today, I don't know what you are expecting perfection, and you're not going to get that yet. So, honestly, just lower. you need to lower your expectations. But, again, he showed today – the, the potential, the ceiling is incredibly high. He's not there yet because you shouldn't expect him to be there yet. But this was another step forward for him. He played well. I thought they got way too conservative there late in the game. Uh, hated hated the, the red zone play calling. I don't mind. Actually, I, I liked them going forward on fourth and goal from the four. I thought that was a good decision. Just uninspiring play calling in the red zone. I, I don't think we saw enough of Judkins in the second half. Um, but by and large, I thought Jackson Dart was just fine uh, today and, and showed you that he's making progress. And he also showed you that he's not a finished product. But if you don't see obvious progress, especially considering who he just played against, you're, you're looking for something that's just not there. Uh, you are. I thought he was absolutely fine today. Judkins continues to be a beast, although they, they have got to fix the snapping thing. They've got to fix it. That, that, that is a huge problem. The timing of the offense was constantly, I mean, almost every snap thrown off today. 
constantly thrown off today uh, because of bad snaps. I mean, Dart had to improvise some. He had to take a sack. Uh, so, so his rushing yards, he has 40 rushing yards, but he had to take a, a sack because the snap was a worm burner that hit his ankle and he had to just like take a knee on it. Um, they have got to get that fixed and quick because it's throwing off the rhythm of their offense. It is absolutely throwing off the rhythm uh, of their offense. They have got to fix that. And here's another second half where they only score three points. Um, I, I thought that they got a little conservative a couple of times uh, in the second half, maybe, it was a product of the game, or or maybe they um, they weren't quite trusting of Dart just yet. I don't I don't know uh, what the answer is, but um, still an uninspiring second half. But again, that's a top ten team that that you just played, uh, so it, it changes things a little bit. And, to, and Kentucky really made sure to limit Ole Miss's possessions. I mean, if I'm looking at this correctly, I'll count them for you. Ole Miss in the second half had three, four possessions, four real possessions in the second half. That's it. And so they had five possessions. The last one was them taking the knees. The one before that was when they just decided we're just going to run the football and punt it away. Um, So really, they only had three second-half possessions. Uh Kentucky style kind of slowed everything down, but snaps have got to get better for this team. They've got to get better in a hurry because that was a problem today, and it's going to continue to be a problem unless they um, unless they find a magic fix because it threw off the rhythm of their offense. But Judkins is special. He has his vision, his power, his balance. He is he's special. Had 106 yards today. Had that long touchdown run. Uh, 15 carries wasn't enough for him today. But again, Kentucky limited their possessions. Uh, Malik Heath was good, especially over the middle. I liked Dart, saw him a couple of times over the middle and threw into a couple of really nice tight windows. Uh, that was big for him and, and his confidence. Has to complete one of those catches. Casey Kelly's got to got, have, especially when you're driving. That's a drop that you just ca- cannot afford uh, from Casey Kelly. Kentucky did a really good job of limiting Mingo today. I, I'm sure he was open at some point. It didn't look like it was very often. But still. And then another thing is Ole Miss's return game. I mean, Barry and Brown, the freshman who almost really tried to get, but Kentucky uh, found a way, had 164 return yards today. Um, not good enough there from Ole Miss. But Jonathan Cruz, the kicker, made a 53-yarder. He uh, was perfect kicking field goals and made both of his extra points. That's a good sign for Ole Miss. Uh, punting was good as well, except for that one shank that cost him. But um, it's a it's a big win. It is a big win. They're not a finished product, which is a good thing. Now I think you've got a couple of weeks to to continue to work on things and to build confidence with your quarterback uh, before a massive game in Baton Rouge. I think Ole Miss is going to be a multi touchdown favorite in both of these games coming up. And I mean, what what a confidence building win this should be for for Chris Partridge who, by the way, just called his fifth game as a defensive coordinator. you got to remember that. It's got to be a confidence-building win for even Jackson Dart, despite uh, you know that interception at the end of the first half. I think yeah, you can really build from this. It's just a big win. What else is there to say? Sometimes there's few words to describe what happened in a football game. It's a huge win for Ole Miss. They found a way to win this game. 
uh, made veteran players and, and a transfer, um, made big-time plays, and, and you get a big-time win. And also, shout-out to the fans. It was always going to be that way. That was always going to be an incredible crowd, but looked like one on television. Hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. That's just my immediate post-game reaction. We'll be a little bit more buttoned up this week, of course. But thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you very much. And I'll see you on the live stream tonight at 9 o'clock. See you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.